All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode two, season two of the Table Talk podcast. We are officially live. I'm going to go from right to left, introduce everybody. Uh, looking forward to this show today. Uh, excited about this show today. Definitely um, one that we are what we need to discuss and that we have to discuss uh, about a, about the community. So uh, excited about it! Like I mentioned, from right to left, we got little sis side of that. It's our first live show, by the way. It's our first live show, so uh, I'm excited to do this live. And you know, we're gonna have Zach right here, making sure uh, you know the coffee is being given to our guests, who I'm about to introduce as well. But again, side of that is in the building. She's here. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, there you go, there you go. You got myself, obviously Omar T. Next to me, you got Big Sis. I've been in the building. And our guest today is some a face that you should be familiar with. It's Maali Luqman. She is now, well, I, I like to remember her as a community activist, right? But she is now also the assistant city manager for the city of Hamtramck. So congratulations, Yusuf. Thank I don't know you. if you want to give her uh, the round of applause. There you go. Appreciate it, Yusuf. All right. Uh, Maali, welcome back. You know, nice to have you back. You know, we appreciate you for coming back here. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, we're going to have a great show today. Again, today's topic is about women empowerment. We're going to get into a lot of detail about it. It's not just, you know, talking about specific. We're going to get to talk about specific things, actually. But before I do that, while we are here, while you are watching, I do want to say be sure to subscribe to our pages, Oz Media 313's YouTube page. And then, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Motivate Me 313, Instagram, Motivate Me 313. We will also, we are also on App on Spotify podcast. The show will be posted right after the show is done. And if you want to call in, because this is one of those topics where I feel like people are going to want to call in. So if you want to call in, the number is 313-306-1750. We made sure that we uh, changed and adjusted our, you know, phone settings and stuff, so the, 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 the conversation will be clear, inshallah. So again, the number is 313-306-1750. Call in. I have the phone in my hand, ready to go, ready to answer. So once we get you know deep into the conversation, feel free to chime in. We would love to hear your thoughts. We would love to hear what you have to say about this, man or woman. I, I know this is a women empowerment show, but a lot of the conversation is going to be talking about how you know men can, you know, address certain situations. So at the end of the day, if you feel like what's being said needs to be discussed, feel free to call in. Um, With that said, yes. Just a, just a little thing I noticed. We're all kind of color coordinating today. We have the blacks and whites and greens going on. I there noticed you your hijab matched my outfit. <laughs> and then he's doing the green and the all black. So uh, MSU did have a big win on Saturday. So we, I think that's the memo that we kind of had. I sent an email out to everybody and said, try to find... Go white. What are you doing with the black? Just black. Her phone is green. Oh. Yes. There you go. There you go. All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, shout out to the sponsors, okay? We got to give a shout out to the sponsors. BC Adhesives, the Balkan House. He's saying speak up. BC Adhesives, the Balkan House restaurant. We got Hanley International Academy and Kahwa House. You know, Maali is enjoying herself some Kahwa House coffee right now in a Kahwa House cup. So <laughs> shout out to the Kahwa House. Uh, but today, we are actually going to jump in to... Uh, I'm sorry, actually, we are going to talk about Kahwa House. So let's actually get going with Kahwa House, Yusuf. So if you want to go ahead and hit that sponsor uh, button, uh, I believe Kahwa House, I mean, I think you got the letters. The Kahwa House. Thank you. The Kahwa House is the first coffee shop of its kind. The Kahwa House is a family business established in 2017 for the sole purpose of providing the best quality Yemeni coffee with no added preservatives, artificial additives, or flavors. You can stop by Kahwa House to try their famous Yemeni latte, Adani Shahi, Mafawad, and Jubani coffees. You can also stop by to try their delicious pastries, such as the Yemeni favorite Sabaya, their Sembusas, and their new menu item, Everything Mini Bites. 
There are currently four Kahwa House locations, with two of them coming soon as well to make it a total of six. There are four locations as West Dearborn, East Dearborn, Williamsburg, New York, Lombard, Illinois, with two new locations coming in Canton, Michigan, and Petersburg, New Jersey. So no matter where you're at in the country, be sure to stop by a Kahwa House and get a glimpse of what the Yemeni culture is all about. I'm getting used to this uh, staying quiet stuff, but it does allow me to prepare the questions. It allows us, you know, if we have to hurry up and say something, you know, we could definitely throw a quick comment to each other about something. So definitely getting used to that. But with that nice. said, you nice? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I wish the screen would like popped up something. So we yeah, we got, maybe, that's, that's maybe next a little level. commercial. That is next level. Okay. That's next no, level. That it's possible. Really nice. It's possible. Believe it or not, it's possible. But we don't have to. Bar, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you so. sounded very professional. Yeah. <laughs> People were saying I sound like those people that like do food things because like like the voice and like you know those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony was saying that. Tony was saying that. Uh, Maali, what's going on, Maali? Uh, you know, great big news. You know, you're the new assi- assistant city manager in the city of Hamtramck. I know you were kind of talking about it before the show. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, congratulations again for that. That is a a, a job that is very. Uh, you know, somebody. You know, people definitely look up to that person, that position, and it's a position that is. Needed. I mean, I'm happy that you're doing it. Uh, I think the city of Hamtramck should definitely be grateful for that. So congratulations. Can you tell us a little bit about how that job has been? I know it's only been maybe what, less than a month. Yeah, it's been less than a month. Thank you, first of all. Yeah. Um, so I'm still getting settled in, but I'm really excited because I have a lot of background in like DAI work, community leadership. So I've, I'm in a position where I can put that skill set to use. Um, I'm working for a community that's like obviously very diverse. Our people, you know, um, people of different backgrounds, right? Um, so I get to have fun with that, right? Um, there's a lot of development opportunities in Hamtramck. So I'm looking forward to trying to bring about impactful change, inshallah. Inshallah. And uh, yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. I, I guess my question is uh, maybe how did this happen? Like who was, you, who was your, like, your main connection and... What made motivate you to go into Hamtramck as well? So I was looking for a position where I could put my skill set to use, right? I have my fellowship from the Kellogg's Foundation in Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. I have a background in education. I have my master's in international relations. I did so much community leadership work, both in Dearborn and a little bit in Hamtramck too. Um, <clears throat> so as I was looking for new opportunities, uh, I finished my fellowship, and then I had another one with the Legacy, uh, Legacy Cities. And that one is, you know, Legacy Cities focuses on industrialized cities in the country. So, like, Dearborn, cities like Hamtramck, um, cities in, uh, like, Akron, Ohio. So, all across the country. And it was a good fit because I just finished that fellowship and the fellowship before. So, I had all this training about how to lead and make impactful change for, you know, communities that are very diverse and not just diverse, but they are, you know, um, industrialized cities. So, they're, like, near the factory type of setting. So this was a perfect fit. I was in the market for a new position and I was looking around and, you know, this this came out this came out to be perfect. I first looked at the HR position because that was available and I was like, okay, HR, it's not really I I want to be more in in the, you know, in, in the thick of things and HR is kind of like um you're dealing just with like the paperwork of human resources and things like that. So when I reached out, I applied for that position. I found out the they were looking for a deputy city manager, and I applied for that instead. So I applied. I got called in for an interview, and then alhamdulillah, the rest is history. 
Nice. Alhamdulillah, you're working with Max, correct? That's somebody that you're working with. Yeah, Max Cabaret. Uh, you see, I only said his first name. There's a I know <laughs> it. He's my boss. I better get it right. Yeah. Garbarino. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He, he's not watching this. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good, I'm definitely going to share on the Hamtramck pages, by the way. Uh, we just had breaking news, by the way. I just want to let you guys know uh, a guy from the Hamtramck Public TV reached out and he said they, they want to pick up all of our videos and they're going to be posting it and like we're going to be on comcast tv channel 19 uh so he actually called reached out we i was literally on the phone with him right before our, uh you guys all came in here and so it's gonna be probably he probably might end up seeing it <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah, so. there i got it right yeah so uh good guy by the way uh he helped me out one of the shows i needed some like actual factual information and i reached out to him he got back to me quick and helped out a lot with the show that we had it was uh very important because one of those things where you needed the facts to a certain situation, and he gave me the facts. So appreciate Max. I bet you're looking at me like you had something to say. You got something to say right here? Uh, you know, I held on to it, and then it, I held on to it as much as I could, but you kept going, and it just it went away. Okay. But I wanted to ask, like, what does your job entail? Like, what is... So right now I'm doing a lot of shadowing of different people, I guess right. you can say. So I'm, like, learning from the team that's already been there. They did have somewhat of a turnover recently where um, a good amount of people that had been there for a while left, you know, for different reasons. I guess they got different offers and whatnot. So there's a lot of fresh blood there right now. Um, so I feel good because although I'm, I've only been there for under a month, I feel like I've been there longer than a couple other people. So I feel I like <laughs> I'm not the newest. Um, so that's, that's good and bad because it's like good, fresh blood. You know, <clears throat> we can be creative and have a blank slate and starting like, with a new vision for what to bring to Hamtramck, but it's not so good because sometimes you have questions and the people that were in those positions before aren't there to necessarily answer them. But there's so far so good. Alhamdulillah, it's been a great team, a lot of supportive people. Um, a lot of it so far has been just like um, working on resolutions that go on like the agenda items for city council. Um, I've been reaching out to different contacts that I have that work in the field of like um like economic development things of that sort see if we can get funding for hamtramck city to try to get some um some you know some facade improvements whether it's on the building or in the neighborhoods or in the streets so if we can get more funding we can do some really cool stuff for for the residents so <clears throat> there's some of that there's like just networking with different you know like organizations that might be able to give us insight on what the, the resident needs are so i mean for the first month it's been been pretty busy alhamdulillah i think it's nice that there's um the the leaders are reflecting the community yeah. like there's people in the um higher um positions positions that can that know the, the community and know the people and know you know their traditions and cultures and what they would need and it's also important to see people in these positions that look like them as well mm -hmm. so they feel more comfortable and they feel more safe yeah and like to abir's point cultural competence right so Huge. understanding the culture and then being able to relate to it, you know, um, that's important when you're serving any, any community because you, you know their needs better than someone that doesn't really identify or hasn't been well exposed to the culture. So I think that's definitely an asset to have, you know, aside from the fact that I do have the leadership training, the community work training, the, the qualifications. So alhamdulillah, I feel like it was a really good fit for me and a really good fit for Hamtramck. For sure. For sure. For sure. I think uh, I agree with that. Uh, here we go. 
Um, so we got comments first of all. Caltrade, Choop, best show on Monday slash Tuesday afternoon. See, he picks it up. Sometimes we Monday, sometimes we Tuesday, all right? Shout out to Caltrade. Maddox Hussein said all day, so I guess he seconds that. And then Ella Miller said, are all you guys siblings or only Abid and Umar? Uh, we are all three siblings. Sada, myself, Abid, um, Ali is a sister as well, you know, in Islam. So I guess we can consider her family. <laughs> and then we got uh, Hotmail said, Ali is a great example for the community. And then this guy's comment is biggest fan of Oz Media, but he erased his comment. So at least his byline is biggest fan of Oz Media. So shout out to that guy, whoever that is, or woman. All right, biggest he fan of Oz Media. Who is it? He caught it just in time. It's deleted. No, no, it's his name. Like, his name is Biggest Fan of Oz Media. Oh. Yeah, his username, I guess, is Biggest oh, wow. Fan of Oz Media. Yeah. So, shout out to Biggest Fan of Oz Media. He doesn't even have to make a comment. Just leave that right there, all right? <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, let's dig deep into the conversation. I don't know if you guys have any more questions uh, about that. Anything? All right, let's get it rolling. So, um, today, again, we're here to talk about women empowerment. Um, but also, we're going to talk about, you know, misogynistic men in our community. Uh, talking about why that can affect you know, now and the future, uh, future generations, and kind of addressing topics. Like, that's our goal, right, for this show is to address topics that we feel like people are not talking about. You know, Ma'ali, I appreciate you for reaching out because I do think this is a topic that we definitely should have and discuss, and I'm glad we were able to talk about it. So my question is, what is the biggest setback you feel women face today, you know, when it comes to empowering women or women empowerment? Uh, I can start off with you, Ma'ali. Like, what do you feel like is the biggest setback? I think it's the stuff that we don't even realize is there, the conditioning of what we expect women to be and not be. And <clears throat> this is not exclusive to like Muslims or Yemenis or Arab. This is like a world thing. So sometimes people are surprised to see a woman put in a leadership position or like a woman running for public office or taking on a certain role that usually women haven't taken on. And um, when you see, like it could be even passive aggressive responses to things you know let alone just the outright overt you know misogyny you you realize that women are if it's not um direct they're subconsciously like internalizing this so they just kind of internalize that certain roles are not meant for me even if they're very qualified and even if they would do a very good job at it and i think all of that conditioning and just the the cultural expectations and again this is not exclusive to arab or yemenis or muslims this is just worldwide the cultural and social expectations of like women and what they should and shouldn't do or can and can't do and their capabilities is probably the biggest um, obstacle. And it's not just an obstacle for women. It's Women are half of society. So if you're holding women back, guess who's getting held back, you know, as well? Men. Mm. So we're all getting held back because there are some, you know, social or cultural norms that we've all internalized that or they're just doing disservice. I mean, what are your thoughts on the topic? Or the question, I mean. Um, honestly, I feel like with society as a whole, like even, for instance, I know I'm going back, but we know when you mentioned um, how men are afraid to see women in, in power or in leadership, um, when Hillary was going in, going against Trump, people didn't even want to hear what she had to say. They, would, they, want, they voted for Trump only because he was going against a woman, mm -hmm. you know? So it's sad to say that you know, obviously it's something that exists, but it's definitely something that has been built on for the past year, like years and from the beginning of time where, like you said, the, the gender roles and how men and, and uh, even women, you know, believe that women are supposed to be only for a certain thing and um, not the other. Um, I feel like it comes from intimidation. A lot of men don't have skills and traits that women do have. And 
when they see a woman have it, it's like, whoa, 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 know your place, because they can't get to that place, you know? And, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. Um, and also, too, because I think we're fragile, and we have too much emotions about certain things and stuff like that, which that's why we're not capable of handling leadership roles, which... Men and women, there should there should be no discrimination between gender. Um, what a man could do, a woman could do, and vice versa. So I wanted to just pick up on something you said, and I think it was because um, you kind of corrected after. You said um, men think, but it's not just men, right? And then yeah. you corrected that, yeah. right? It's women too. So I don't think it's a men versus women thing. It's not a us versus them. It's a all of us versus like misconceptions yes. that are holding us all back, right? So... It's funny, like, I, I kind of low-key get offended when people ask me if I'm a feminist, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, are you a feminist just because, like, I'm vocal about things? I'm like, no, I don't identify as a feminist, right? No. I identify by my faith, right? Like, and I believe that my faith gives me more rights that are appropriate for my strengths and weaknesses based on the way I was created mm-hmm. that feminism or no other, you know, man-made ideology can compete with. So I'm proud to say that, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm proud of my, you know, my Muslim identity and, and the you know, the the definition of a woman or the, I don't know if definition is the word I'm looking for, but kind of the role that that gives me. And it's actually a lot more broad of a role than most people think. It's not that limited. You know, I'm like my strengths and weaknesses based on my biological creation are, are specifically, you know, defined by my faith and addressed. And then everything is kind of like free reign. Like, you know, um, you can, if, you can, the sky's the limit outside of that. I don't know if that's making sense, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess my point is it's like I'm not a feminist. I don't believe in the us versus them because I think feminism started to counter misogyny. And it's like you have this tug of war with like misogynists against feminists and they're, I personally think they're two extremes, right? Um, And I think the healthy balance is that, you know, we acknowledge what we can and can't do and we be okay with that rather than scripted out roles that do a disservice. Yeah, like why not be proud of each other? Why not help each other become the best versions that we can become, you know? Right. Why not seize potential in someone, regardless of who they are, mm-hmm. and, um, they are. you know, push them to even, to reach, you know, the highest potential that they can. Because at the end of the day, like you said, you're ruining a whole society. Right. It's not just, you know, a specific gender. That was probably... One, like, my favorite perspective about um, this type of discussion. I kind of like the way you thought about it, and especially how you said about um, it being kind of like it's not them versus us. It's we're all one at the end of the day. So. Yeah, and I just want to say right quick, make sure, like, are we spiking in the mic right now? Uh, somebody said, uh, biggest fan of Osmina and said, love the show, and I can hardly hear Ibeer, so make sure Ibeer, uh, you know, this thing right here, Ibeer, uh, it adjusts this, the stick right here, this one right here, the skinny it's, it's circle. It's as far as, I told you last you time, should like, it's so far. Yeah, you, you can put the mic towards but, you if you want, make sure you speak right in, like, like, like right now, how I'm speaking into the mic right here. Right, you want, but I want to, like, the stick is at the end, it's, it's because of the legs of this. There you go, like that. Yeah. Hold on, let me turn this. There you go. All right. So while oh, she's doing that, I am loving the conversation so far and what everybody is saying. Okay, so wow, nice. Yeah. Better. And then I think if you turn it a little, turn it more towards you. There it goes. Wow. Right there. Say hi. All right. That works. Is this, is this better? Say hi. And then also, you, you guys could also like maybe just okay. speak up to yourselves. But um, I, I do love where this conversation is going. And and by the way, is it misogynistic or is it misogynistic? Misogynistic. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, women can be misogynistic too. Okay. 
Misogyny okay. just means the spite or hate of women. Okay. Like dislike. Okay. So my next question is, I guess, um, you know, there was an incident that happened, right? And I don't want to just harp on this one incident, but the incident that kind of happened, which kind of like, you know, had people upset in a certain situation where, you know, there was a guy who, you know, kind of went out his way and was a little extra in a certain situation and, you know, kind of, you know, made a woman look kind of bad in a situation. Um, and I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know if you do want to tell the specific story or if you want, cause I don't want to say it and then it's not really a thing where I mean, I'll talk about, so I, I received a video after the last campaign election cycle and I'll talk about my personal like feelings towards it. And then at the same time, just kind of like generally. So it was a video that several people had forwarded and sent and it was of a man berating a woman so she was recording so she's behind the screen and um he was yelling and just kind of like going off on her and it was about um the election <clears throat> like the candidate doesn't wear hijab at that time i didn't know who the candidate he was referring to was i just see this man who was screaming at another woman at, at a woman and yelling and just being like belligerent and then an older this this man was yemeni and then there was a white man that was there volunteering who stood up <clears throat> to tell him that he needs to calm down and relax and that he was being abusive in his, his behavior. So he wasn't being physically abusive, but verbally. <clears throat> so prior to the video recording, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, my, my voice gets so like, raspy. So prior to the video recording, I guess when he was going in from what I was told, he was kind of acting out really aggressively and tearing the flyers and things of that sort. And then on the, yeah, and on the way out of going into the voting polls, so he was going to vote for a candidate. On the way out, he was still kind of going on and just screaming about like, oh, no hijab, no vote about the candidate. And then that's when they finally started recording because they're like, this guy's way out of control. He's been out of control going in. He's been out of control coming out. So they started recording it. When I saw it, I was very triggered by the fact that there is a grown man yelling at a woman who's just passing out flyers and getting in her face. And then I was even more bothered because I was like, okay, his demeanor changed significantly when this white man who's older stood up to him. So I'm thinking, okay, obviously he respects male presence more than female. He obviously respects, you know, maybe I was reading too much into it, but he has more respect for someone from a different, from outside of his ethnicity or maybe he was intimidated, I don't know. But someone from his own ethnic blood, he he feels he has the audacity to disrespect on such a level. He has that level of comfort thinking that he can talk to this woman who's strange to him and that demeanor. And so to me, I'm like, is it is it because she's a female? Is it because she's Yemeni? Is it because she's hijabi? Because, you know, as hijabi, sometimes people think they can, you know, that you're a doormat, right? Yeah. Even though he's he's addressing the fact that the candidate's not hijab, it's just there's so many contradictions to that whole, to that whole scenario, yeah. you know. And you look at the video, and then he's you know screaming and hollering about why they shouldn't vote for her because she doesn't wear a hijab, right? But hijab is supposed to be a symbol of honor of women, but you're dishonoring women. Like it, it just I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I'm like everything about you is a contradiction. Yeah. You're yeah. disrespecting a hijabi woman who's literally volunteering her time. And I didn't know who it was when I saw the video. I later came to find out who he was referring to, the candidate. And most of you know, I know the candidate very well. <laughs> and then I came to learn about 
who was behind the screen, and I actually know her too. She's a single mom. She's a pharmacist, very respected young, you know, a woman in the community. And it just, all of it just upset me because I'm like, you know, we talk so much about like respecting women and then women in hijab and the discrimination we already face. And you expect that the men from within our community will be the first to stand up for you if you were in a situation where you were being attacked. And here you have that person being the one carrying out that kind of behavior over nothing. And then someone, not that there's anything wrong, someone from an outsider intervening, you know, think like I'm very grateful that that man stood up to him. He did what was right. He did exactly what anyone with common sense should do Mm -hmm. um, and integrity. But it's just kind of sad because it's like as a community, like, and I guess this is an inner community or intra-community conversation we need to have. We, you know, we talk so much about like, we don't like when our women are harassed by people from the outside, when they sit there and they make fun of our hijab or they make fun of our whatever, like they go off, they go off on us. We would get upset. Why does this person think that it's acceptable, right? And then, you know, as we continued to like ask questions about that video, I found out more information that like, I guess he'd been already like harassing the candidate (laughs) for some time before. And it all started with him finding out that she was Yemeni and she was a Mahajiba. So before he knew she was Yemeni, he was like supportive of, hey, I want to find out, like, I want to be part of the movement. And then I, I don't know, I guess he found out her ethnic identity and then was had messaged her questioning, like, why aren't you wearing hijab type of thing? And she just kind of ignored that conversation, eventually, I think, blocked it. But it was like a little bit of harassment about no hijab, no vote. Okay, yeah, vote for who you want. Yeah, <laughs> no one's forcing you. But you don't need to, just because someone's putting themselves out there to serve, it doesn't give you the right to disrespect or harass. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what's sad? Um, I used to work at a doctor's office in Hemtramck. I'm not going to say which one. But a lot of the Yemeni men feel very entitled and feel like they can talk to you any type of way. And when it's another person at the office they show them respect they can be patient they can so it's like i don't know what it i don't know what it is and that is like they can actually disrespect and belittle another person of of, you know but there's two things like before we get too too carried off two things i want to like comment on with that so one thing is i know i know trust me i know right because i grew up in the same community i know what you're talking about but i always like to remind myself we shouldn't let the the traumatic experiences blind us from the good because i can swear that there are like that many more yeah great Yemeni men who are some of the greatest men I've come across so supportive so humble so like incredible right so but to your point every community like studies have shown like marginalized communities they tend to have crabs in a bucket mentality they tend to have internalized racism it's a con it's a concept of like when you tend to discriminate against people within your own group because you've internalized some of the outside discrimination of the superiority. So that specific video, like I saw all of that stuff because I studied this stuff, right? So for me, it was like, this is a prime example. Maybe that's why I was so triggered because I'm like, this is so blatant that it's misogyny and there's a little bit of racism tied in there, right? Because mm-hmm. if the, for example, if the candidate was not Yemeni, he would not be reacting that way. I can guarantee it because in mind her own business. Yeah, there were so many other candidates. Initially, when I saw, it, I was like, "Is he referring to Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib?" Like, nobody ever comments. Like, and then I was told that no, he was referring to the other candidate, who many of you know. <laughs> I know, um, but wallahi, that wasn't that wasn't what upset me. I was just like, "What?" Like the insanity, right? 
And then his demeanor just changed when this outsider, this person from the outside of his community stood up to him. And he was willing to hear him out and engage in dialogue, respectful dialogue with him. Yet he turns back to the woman, who is a Yemeni woman, who he's supposed to be a protector of, and he's getting in her face. Mm. And to me, I'm like, wow, wow, there's so much... You know, brother, Yahi, you've internalized so much toxic messaging about the way to respect women, the way to respect people, minorities, and it's manifesting in your behavior, and you don't even know that you're possessed by that, that thinking. You, you know, and when you have someone from the outside calling you out and is disturbed, like, you know, that's kind of embarrassing for it's all of us. That's exactly what I was... And, and by the way, the, the next question was like, why do you feel like misogynistic men still exist in our community? So I know we're kind of already talking about that. So, and you were saying like, you don't know, uh, you don't know exactly why, but you know, that's exactly what I got. And it's not, this is just one incident. I don't want to just harp on that one incident, right? But, you know, people don't realize that it's embarrassing. You know, that video was embarrassing, you know? And by the way, we tried to reach out to the to the guy and just to see if he would like to come on the show and kind of explain himself and mm-hmm. kind of get into that. But it is what it is. Uh, we, can, we didn't get a chance. My uh, sources, I thought I had good sources, but my sources are still uh, in work. But long story short, um, you know, when I seen that video, it's embarrassing. You know, I have two daughters. You know, I have sisters. I have a wife. I have a mom. I grew up with very strong women, you know, very empowering women that have strong voices that are you know independent they could do things on their own and so this is why like it kind of inspires me to you know have these conversations and have people come on to have these conversations and just looking towards the future you know i'm a teacher i see students i see these girls who kind of already are dealing with it even in middle school and elementary school maybe it's from their own parents you know the the thinking the the talking that it's already in their head with their their view in life so you know i think it's important to have these conversations uh, but when that happens, you know, it's 2022 and, you know, you kind of know it probably still goes on, but to see it in, in the public like that, and it's, it's just embarrassing. As a guy, I feel very embarrassed talking to other guys. They said it's very embarrassing. You know, that's their first thoughts is, is the other Yemeni guys saying that it's very embarrassing um, and that, you know, this is something, you know, that should not be happening. And it's great that you guys are having this conversation. So I want to I want to talk about the embarrassment part just briefly. Because I know some people were having an issue with the fact that we, like, I, I reposted the video, you know? And people, a couple people, most people were like, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. But a couple people reached out, private fake accounts. You know, it was probably the same person twice. <laughs> saying things like, oh, you're an embarrassment for sharing it. I'm like, okay, there's a difference between, like, concealing faults and, like, addressing an issue and, you know, call in instead of call out, if you're familiar right. with that yeah. term. And there's a difference when something is out, like, it's outright, it's out there. And we just like turn a blind eye because we're too embarrassed to address Mm -hmm. it. And my thing is, okay, with someone that has that kind of demeanor where he has no shame to lash out like that on so many people and to harass someone from his community who stepped up to lead with text messages and stuff like that. So there was more to that story that people than people were aware of. Obviously, they filed police reports and stuff, and I think it's been, you know, squashed or whatever. But, you know people like that sometimes they do respond to a little bit of shame you know and I'm not saying we should you know blast people I'm not a fan of cancel culture and blasting and shaming and exposing people yeah you know exposing sins or whatever but when it's something that's out in the public and it's you're like you're causing harm on someone else like for me if someone came and attacked me like that in public I don't know how I would react to be honest with you that's pretty scary you know and I question if it was a man on the other end a grown man 
on the other end of that abuse, would he have had the audacity to do that? Absolutely not. Because a grown man would not react the way, you know, a woman who's a little less physically powered to do. So he knows there's a physical threat. And just to say this, too, if it was the other way around, where if it was a woman lashing out on a man, she'd be crazy and and all of that right. good stuff. So that's crazy. Right. So why do you get, why do you feel like this still exists in our community? You know, this kind of you know behavior. And by the way, not to harp again on one person on this right. one incident. That's right. why I wanted to reach out to him. I was hoping maybe we can see what he was thinking was. Maybe it was a bad day. I don't know. But you know, again, but why do you feel like this is happening or still happens in our community? Um, because in 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 roles of a man, there's more of they have kind of the role of control. And that's been for years, whether in any culture whatsoever, but especially in, and especially in Iraq culture, they kind of have the control where they feel like they could do and say whatever they want because they're a guy, because there's no, you know, their reputation or whatever doesn't matter because they'll wake up the next day and they're still a man. He's a man. Yeah, he's a what man. A girl. What a girl. But a woman, if there was, a, if it was, the other way around, like I said, she's bala adab. She doesn't, you know, her parents that raise her right. Like, there's all these things yeah, that we have. Affect her, affect her family. Exactly. And I'm sure they would, it would have been way, probably reposted way more because it's fine to shame a woman compared to right. a man. Because again, a man's a man. So. What are your thoughts, Abir? Um, like I said before, I feel like it's something that's um, been in society for so long. Um, uh, you know, I was kind of finding some research. I don't know if this is going to be off topic or not, but um, I was looking up a little bit about um, misogynists and all that good stuff, and the the label um, insult came came to mind, and it was um, an infantile in oh my god um, involuntary celibate person means that it's not by choice; it's by because nobody they, they keep getting denied. So when men, I feel like, don't get what they want because they, they think that they can get whatever they want, do whatever they want, um, in that sense or whatever, they become, so when they get the, the decline or whatever for anything, um, they get very um, annoyed and, and hurt and bitter and become to, you know, hate women or, or against women being in lead or whatever because they feel like, you know, that they're entitled to it. So a lot of men feel like they're entitled to becoming um, in a certain position or whatever. So what I'm saying is basically for years now, you have men that are, it's embedded in their brain and, and their families or whatever, where the, the man leads, the woman is quiet for years, and then the, the, the mothers continue that with their sons, like, oh, you're supposed to lead, and don't, don't let your wife, you know, control you, or you're, you know, um, which is fine. We all want a leader, obviously. We all want our, our men to lead and to become, um, you know, for sure. Um, but at the same time, don't, downplay what a woman can do and don't um you know i don't know no you're i like where you're going i like where you're going and and i, I want to say another part about the video i know we're trying to move on from the video right but there's one part that probably bothered me well i don't want to say the most because the whole video was probably disturbing but it was like it looked like it was maybe his son or his mm -hmm. brother or somebody there and, yeah, they see it. and like they see it yeah. they see it so like you're just tearing generations of thinking you know it might just be your family but still it's like you know and, and then the son looked like it came he came to his father's defense or whoever he was that person that was like he, he came to his defense and like 
he's defending that behavior and then like you know it's like dude like i think he felt compelled to because he looked like a young person and you know if it was his father believe like, it or not though those young people they, they they think like that too they think like yeah. it believe it or not like the middle schoolers kind of already you know they they kind of think like that you know high schoolers i know he looked like maybe a high school yeah tell me why are you working first graders might even say that to her you know they're young you drive yeah like, come on Stop. And it goes back to also like the value of a Yemeni woman. Yeah. Why? Why does? Why are there people? And I'm not saying there are lots of them, but why are there? Why should there exist any people that thinks that the value of a Yemeni woman is any less than any other? Because that woman passing out flyers was blonde hair, blue eyed, Karen. I highly, highly doubt, very highly doubt that he would have had the audacity to treat her in the way he did. And you mentioned Karen. I just want to say, former mayor Karen Majewski did chime in. Shout out to Karen Majewski. Uh, him chiming mayor. Very interesting, interesting discussion. If you guys are tuned in, you know, feel free to share this. You know, we are just kind of almost getting started with this, so we're still going to dig deep into it. Feel free to share this. You know, this is a discussion I feel like that needed to be shared or talked about in the community. Uh, hopefully, we learn something out of this. Hopefully, we grow from this. We are not here to bash anybody. We are not here to make relationships worse. We are just trying to talk about something and grow from it, you know, and hopefully, you know, hopefully this doesn't ever happen again. But, um, you know, just want to say that. And then I'm just going to read off some comic. Uh, Sada, speak louder because you are just talking. Make sure you're loud. Make sure you're loud. Uh, it's, it's still happening because men lack education on this type of stuff. The way they are raised plays a huge role. Yes. Being not being educated, by the way, it's Emil, my wife, Emil. Um, not being educated uh, is, is a big problem. Um, I think that's in any situation, right? You're not having any kind of background or knowledge on the topic. You kind of run into issues. Um, and then, yeah, Sana, I need to speak louder, please. That's what the people are just saying that. A97 Doughboy said, my wife beats me. Man, I'm not going to stop, Nash. This is not a joke, seriously, man. But uh, you should talk with her. and get, uh, Okay, yeah. There you go. Sorry to hear that. Said a uh, biggest fan of Oz Media with what we were talking about. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something that needs to be discussed in our community. And what do you about to say? I have a question for you guys. Um, so when I was, you know, looking up stuff, um, one article actually said that they believe that um, misogyny or misogynistic behavior is actually a mental health behavior. That it might be something that that when they put down a woman, some people get a dose of dopamine which makes them, like, feel better about themselves. I mean, any kind of abuse, you could say the same thing, right? Yeah. No healthy-minded person is... No healthy, healthy-minded person is comfortable with abusing any other living creature, right? 100%. So misogyny is a form, I think, of abuse, depending on how much you let it manifest, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it, it, can, it can get to a point, you guys, where people are dying because of the situation. I don't know if you guys heard the story about the female that hurt when she got divorced. The husband, or the ex-husband, mm -hmm. came back and killed her. You know, so it's like it gets to the point where um, the hatred towards women, or or towards women that want to better their lives or, or do something better that's not what they're okay with, mm -hmm. is it, it can kill someone. Mm -hmm. You know. And again, I want to reiterate that is not exclusive to Arab because you know oh, what? Yeah, this is not even an Arabic person I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, but I'm saying like because stereotype mainstream western media sad to yeah. say yeah. when it comes to the negatives they tend to um magnify those that are related to when they occur within you know within minorities that community. of yeah. color yeah but that also includes and in, that also um occurs and this is like cross racial ethnic boundaries cross religious boundaries where you have like 
the violent ex-husband go nuts and go after the wife for finally divorcing because misogyny is also about control, right? So it's like if you feel like a threat to your power as a male, and I think you kind of refer to that, you're going to act in, in aggressive ways and lashing out. I just think it's it's extra like alarming the fact that we have people within our local community that think you can do that with women who are not even part of like you don't need, this is a stranger on the street yeah you know like i don't know i think that's another level of boldness i'm not saying it's justified when it's domestic abuse but the fact that you can like that's not even your jurisdiction yeah. right like she's not your wife she's not your mother she's not your sister yeah. right and if you really really have a problem with seeing something and you think it's bad dude like approach it in a in a, an appropriate way this is someone, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're infringing on the respect and the honor of another man. 100%. Or other men. Who, you think this woman doesn't have a father or sons or brothers or whatever? Like, you're also disrespecting them, right? Not yeah. just her, but them. Like, would you really want someone to do that to your daughter? Right. You know? Um, you mentioned something really um, good before we even started the show. People like that make it hard for people to um, that actually have potential... Um, to run, you know, right. because their families are afraid of these to people do attacking public in general. Yeah, people attacking their daughter. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, if it wasn't for my brother being on the show, I would not feel comfortable because I know that certain group of people mm-hmm. would attack me if I came on. Oh, who does this girl think she is? Right. You know, what what like what does she have to say that's so important for her to be? You know, on just everywhere. You know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. So it's like it's to the point where. Something good like this could have never happened unless I had someone behind me, like, telling me, no, I got you, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not, not everyone has that, you know? Mm-hmm. So why make it hard? There's a couple of good, two things. Sorry, I know you're trying to say something, but, like, yeah. one is that you're right. You know, women are not going to want to step up and get involved. And then you have our community wire and our women getting involved. Well, they're going to be scared. If not fear of, like, their safety, they don't want the headache. Their families are going to be afraid. No one wants to deal with that. No one wants to be like, oh, your daughter was uh, berated or someone's talking about your daughter or yada, yada. So that's one thing. You're going to have less women representation, especially if you have highly qualified women or like just they're as individuals, you know, not men or women. They're just really qualified and fit for positions. They're going to be like, no, I'm a woman. I don't want to get involved in that. It's a man's world, right? Second thing is like having the support from supportive men. Right. So like you're saying, like your brother, you know, mashallah, you guys have a good family dynamic. A lot of women don't have that. But even if it's not like blood relatives. Right. A lot of the people that helped, you know, like when I ran my campaign where when my sister ran her campaign, a lot of it goes to a lot of brothers in the community that also stepped up and they advocated and they know like, listen, we see a lot of skill and talent mashallah. and integrity. And they, they were like, we got you. You know, you do your thing as, as an intelligent woman and you use your skill set. We're not going to let other men come and bash you unnecessarily. And there have been incidents that, you know, were shared with me by other women in similar, you know, capacities, like public leadership, where, you know, like there was, you know, backlash from some of the men not wanting them to speak at events or things like that. And it was other other men that stepped in and were like, this is ridiculous, you know, that honored those women and uplifted them. So, you know, men can uplift women for the greater good for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And that was my next question is how do you feel like, you know, you know, people can stand up to misogynistic men. Uh, but before we even get into that, I, I just want to say that uh, it is it is very important. And and by the way, like I'm proud to be a Yemeni man. And like you said earlier, like about, you know, there are great people out there 
you know, that are, would stand up for certain situations and, and things like that. And I know a lot of them and there are a bunch of them and there are more than probably they are negative nowadays. You know, they, they I remember the video was posted um, in a group chat and a lot of them were sharing their thoughts about how like this can't be happening. You know, this can't this stuff can't be happening. You know, nowadays, like, you know, it's not. And like you guys both mentioned about how it just it kind of pushes people to not want to, you know, especially like Yemeni women, right? Not to want to step up in leadership positions or show their face and, and have public speaking events or speaking in different areas because of the of the backlash that they might get. I know you're about to say something too. And it's the same men, or even women, because right, women can be misogynistic yes. towards men or women. It's the same ones that say they don't want women, like they interfere or try to bother people that are trying to be, you know, leaders in the in the community. But then they, but they're the same ones that want them to at the same time because they want their wife or daughters to see a girl doctor, especially one that looks like them and stuff like that. So they want it, but they don't want it for themselves in a sense. You get it? A little bit of hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So how do you stand up to that, Maali? You mean like the, I don't want to say double standard, but the hypocrisy. Like, oh, yeah, I love that you're leading, but it's like his wife is locked up at home. Yeah, or or just how do you stand yeah, that, up? That annoys me. That irks me. I don't judge it because I'm like, you know what? It just just because that's what someone's used to, it doesn't necessarily, maybe she's comfortable, See, which is fine, but. That's what probably makes her then misogynistic as well because. It depends, because not, not everyone that chooses to be introverted true. is necessarily absolutely, opposed. Absolutely. But then if you have someone who is judging you, kind of like, oh, okay, like you're out in leadership, you're this, you're, you're that. They're judging you, yet at the same time, they want to reap the benefits of your absolutely. hard work and your labor mm-hmm. and that hypocrisy. I mean, I mean, that exists. It's kind of, it's a repulsive character trait, you know, because it's like you're dehumanizing me. You're treating me like I'm some robot that's just there like as a slave to serve you and I, I don't have value. But then again, what you have at home somehow has more, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and uh, front. I get really annoyed of men who like will come up to me and speak to me when their wife is not like is covered and doesn't speak to anyone i feel like why do you feel like you, why do you feel comfortable talking to me but your wife can't talk to nobody i don't know it's a, maybe it's a no i get what you're saying i'm going through but no, i know you're right that. no because a lot of right. women we we talked about that in closed women's circles you know yeah. like you know this guy comes up and he's making you know i've heard women say he's making conversation with me he's expecting me asking me to attend a meeting and da but his wife is you know totally covered so i'm like sometimes yes it is exactly as you describe it yeah. like that's so hypocritical, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it really is, it's just that you have different strengths, but they respect. I think the element of respect, is it there? Is it that she, you know, she she and her husband respect that you're just more knowledgeable in that? You have a better grasp of the language. You know the system better, you know? And they're just kind of asking you to lead and whatever, and they're respecting you for it, as opposed to like, oh, I'm not going to get myself dirty because I'm, I'm this pure thing, but you let her, you know, being public type of thing. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that gets under my skin too. I think it's also growing up in the community that I grew up in. It was, in uh, Hamtramck itself, like going to school and stuff like that, like we um, didn't talk to, like, this is probably going off topic, but it's kind of, it should be addressed. Like we didn't talk to um, our own kind. Like we us like Yemeni girls didn't talk to the Yemeni boys. We'd rather talk to like if we need help with homework or whatever classwork or whatever. We were we were way more comfortable talking to 
someone that was Bosnian or Albanian or whatever than someone that was Yemeni because we were like, okay, he's going to talk about us, he's going to say something about us, or he's going to think something extra or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know. I don't know, but this conversation is so good. Maali hasn't drunk one sip of her coffee. I did. I drank, <laughs> I drank half of it. I drank half of it. But it's no, really seriously, that, that is an interesting question. Like, I, it's true because I'm gonna be honest with you. Growing up, like, I you felt shy. Felt like, to yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Like, I really like. I, I mean, maybe because I was like, man, it's like I or something. Like, you shouldn't yeah. talk to them. So, like, growing up, that's kind of how it was in my head too. Like, it was kind of the common sense. Yeah, the, I yeah. But I, I did feel though. Growing up, they had our backs kind of in a way, in some in right. most without actually telling us that they had our backs, but they kind of, I don't know. Long story short, it's a weirdness that's going so on. So, is it it's, we want to get to a point where it's health, we have like healthy or we cultivate healthy like community interactions, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to be let's we don't want to be too loose where we have no boundaries and it's like okay, sure. society falls apart because we just have absolutely new boundaries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We know that's not good. We also don't want to be so conservative that. You know, just, it like fragments us, and we lose opportunities. Which happened because I grew up in the South End, which is very similar to Hamtramck back then. It's um, <clears throat> it was very conservative, and so there was that sense of heightened shame and haya, which could haya is good, right? Yeah. Like we want to preserve modesty, but we also want to be able to function like a healthy community and not have to like have those double standards and be afraid to like okay ask for a pencil from like your Yemeni brother, you know? So um, I don't know. I think it's also just kind of like it's common sense too right like not to read too much into things and i know having too much extreme conservatism it kind of destroys the healthy relationships you could build opportunities uh doors opening yeah community growth like imagine like we were 10 years ago where we're at kind of now which is better right but it's not where it needs to be maybe but uh, you know how far advanced we'd be like you know you see all these women now who are owning businesses you know that you know pick a day stuff like that like mm-hmm. you know uh i've had people on the show somebody like yourself like imagine this was happening like 10 years ago you know where would we be at like 10 years from now pretty much you know so it's like i feel like we're holding we're holding back we're holding our community back and that's what it is like we're holding our community back because there's so like there's doors that have not been unlocked right. you know you know, situations that have not been untapped because of the fact that we're, you know, we're still afraid to have a conversation, you know, with somebody who's wearing a hijab or something like that because of what our, maybe what we're taught at home or just and our culture. Causes, it can, like, shatter the trust, too, because it's, like, it could be hurtful sometimes, like, you know, when we were younger, sometimes when you're, like, say you started university, you don't know anybody, and you're the only hijabi, and you see, like, all of your, you know, Muslim or Arab brothers, just, like, they're avoiding talking to you because they're trained that that's respect mm. yeah they're socializing with all the other females and you just feel so like isolated and you're like you know i just want some basic interaction like if i need a homework assignment something you know mm. so let's make it normal yeah and you kind of feel awkward. like you know you feel ostracized you know what was supposed to be like all oh, preserving of haya and, and you know and shame to make it conducive to a healthy social system ends up being counterproductive because we took an extreme and now all of a sudden it's like ostracizing people and limiting opportunities like he said and it's just kind of tearing the the community apart yeah and and hopefully i mean you know i guess focusing on the positive i think there's growth right i think we're growing i think it's getting better Um, like i said it's not where it needs to be and we have leaders like her now in cities like kim that i'm sure she'll be doing 
the best you can to to open some doors and, sure. and to make things easier. So uh, A97 Doughboy said it's very hard for most, not all Yemeni men to accept or just see when Yemeni women succeed because there's they're so stuck on the culture from way back when women were just housewives. All right. And then he said, we think alike. Doughboy said biggest fan of Oz Media <laughs> and then said, unfortunately, as hard as it is to say, but Yemeni people will hate on their own harder than any other group. That's mm-hmm. what I, w- I would disagree with the harder than any group. This is common amongst all marginalized communities. The internal crabs in a bucket mentality. It's not a Yemeni term, right? It obviously came from somewhere and obviously other com- communities deal with similar issues. And the, um, the when he said just housewives, yeah, just housewives. I I have so much respect for them. It's a lot of work to yeah. It is. House. It is. It definitely is. And uh, just uh, did y'all want to touch on this basically of uh, just I mean addressing how can we stand up to this or uh, are we done with that question? Do you want to move on from it or? I think what what everyone needs to do is focus on your household first. Mm. Um, empower your daughters. Uh, check your cousins, your brothers. Like if you see if you see one of them, you know, being a certain way, and um, teach your your younger generation how how to be. And how to act. I'm so happy you said that because telling somebody something will not help the problem. You have to teach them why are you telling them that. I think and, I, and be an example as well. Be an example as well. That, both you. both of them because. I see it as with my students, and I know my students like view me as somebody that would stand up, right? So like they, and it's so many opportunities where I I seen something I wanted to address it immediately, and you know addressing it, and obviously carrying yourself as somebody that stands up for it too, and so that's what I see with like with my middle schoolers. Like I always, you know, get to it, even if it's not even middle school, maybe fourth and fifth graders, and I'll, I'll address it, I'll teach them, and then you know hopefully through my actions as well you know over time and i think that's very important to like do what you said like when you see something say something and it doesn't have to be public right you know uh, it could be one-on-one conversation and then not only t- say something but teach them why what they're saying or what they're doing is is not right and then you know not only that you know maybe they won't agree with you but then over time they see what you're doing and then they're gonna be like you know what maybe he is right or she is right this is what i should do and 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 i see what they're doing and i want to follow their lead um so I agree with that. And uh, go ahead, Sarah. No, I was just going to say, yeah. John, the, her saying, you guys are saying being an example. And yeah, in my head. So for sure. Took the words out of my mouth. Yusuf, can you run the Hanley International Academy ad? Because we're halfway through the questions. And the ads go to the heroes. Yeah. Okay. As long as we, you know, you can move your, you know. Okay. Or he can mute us if he wants to. He can no, mute our fine. mics too. It's but uh, the Hanley ad. Shout out to Hanley International Academy, by the way. <laughs> like, Hanley International Academy. <laughs> Hanley is a school that treats every student and staff like their own family. It's even in their vision statement, educating your child like our own. Did you also know that Hanley offers a virtual academy? So if you're looking for your kid to sign up for an online school, look no further than Hanley's virtual academy. But if you're looking for face-to-face, Hanley International Academy is located on 2400 Denton Street, Hamtramck, Michigan. The athletics there are great. The academics there are great. Shout out to the whole staff for being great teachers and educators for our leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So we're back, right? Shout out to Hanley International Academy. This is all of our gold sponsors. BC Adhesives, Balkan House, Kahwa House, and Hanley International Academy. We appreciate all four of them. Uh, seriously, without them, there's no us. So thank you to all four of those sponsors and those business owners and you know everybody that works there too. Shout out to everybody, all right? So 
How important of a role do women play for other women when it comes to women empowerment? I know we kind of talked about this, um, but, you know, do you feel like women play an important role, Sada? I'm going to start off with you on this one. Absolutely. Um, I think us women, we, we still have, we, we talk about how men, we have issues with men and being misogynistic and, you know, having a hard time with us leading and all that good stuff. But women could be as tough and rough on each other as well. Whether it's um, your, like looks or your, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and all that. So we like to kind of hate on each other as well. And it's tough already when we already have a society that's tough on us. But having our own kind, our own girls, girl on girl um, hatred is, I think, worse than honestly having men hate on um, being misogynistic. Mm. So. We need to get it together, girls. <laughs> I mean, Im- imagine if you had, if every girl had like a group of sh- ten girls sh- strong, pushing them to you know accomplish their goals, giving each other advice, you know, you know, pushing you to the next limit, knowing that you know even you know sometimes we doubt ourselves like we're our biggest critics. Critics, but imagine having your friends telling you, "Do it. We're behind you. We got you. Promoting you or whatever, whatever it is." Um, I feel like when women get together. It's magical, you know, if it's done in the right way. Um, another note, when you were saying, like, what what role do they play? Um, I know a lot of mothers that can't see something different for their daughter. But at the same time, I see a lot of mothers that want what's, like, ten times for their daughter, like, better. And than that's what how it should have. be. You know, and that's how it should be. So and I, there's mothers out here that, um, you know, can see a situation and will tell their daughter, be patient, this is how it is. Like that will actually teach your daughter. This is what you should. This is this is normal. This is what like how men are supposed to be and are make the things that are so wrong okay because that's what they went through. You know, they can't see anything better for their daughter. But then when I was explaining like, and I see other girls, their daughters, their mothers behind their back. They're you know doctors. They're you know nurses. They have a better future because of the the um you know their whoever it is that's supporting them behind their back. So we play a huge role. Like we can either um, help the person become better, or we can make it harder, and and, and the cycle continues. What are your thoughts on the to- question, Marani? Yeah, I mean, when you have people supporting you, there's less resistance, right? Um, and then if you're blessed enough to have someone that has a lot of direction and can give you guidance, that's gold too. Yeah. But not everyone has that, right? So like, as far as women uplifting other women. Hands down, that's the way to go, right? Some people get threatened by that because they're like, oh, if I uplift her, she could be a threat to my power, my growth, my, you know, like jealousy is so, like we know, like, you know, women who are more attractive, you know, they say there's something called the pretty tax. Most people Mm -hmm. never talk about it. They talk about, oh, wow, you know, like the pretty privilege, you know, and I know this is, this also exists in the male world, I think, but not as, not as much, but the pretty tax. So if you talk to, if you ever get into like really, um, like heartfelt conversations with women who are really, really highly attractive, they open up to you about some of the experiences they've gone through. You would be um, shocked to know some of the things that they had experienced, and maybe it'll explain a lot about like why they're so strong or what, what, what not, right? So there's a lot of resistance they face just based on the way they appear. They appear because their attractiveness is a threat to other women, right? So there's that. There's also like um, ageism. Right, so you have a lot of women, like in the say in the workplace and professional settings, that'll be threatened by younger women, mm. and so they tend to give them more difficulty in the workplace rather than serve as mentors or guides, and sometimes vice versa. Right, you might have someone who's younger who doesn't respect someone's knowledge and expertise who's older, 
And yes, it goes back to like women holding each other back. But like, you know, research, everything, anything will tell you when you support other people, that's always the best approach. It's always the best way to go. This is great answers. I really do hope, you know, people share this and, and, and put it over there, put it out there, because I think this is a good conversation that we're having. Uh, it's, it's important for every community. I don't think it's just for our Yemeni community. Um, I think it's for everybody out there. Uh, I think yeah, a lot it. of the times when you guys see us reference, like, ourselves, it's just what we kind of know, you know, mm-hmm. and what we dealt with. Yeah, but it happens. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to have these kind of conversations and, you know, share them. Share them. Maybe somebody can learn something or two, one a thing or two from this. So this is, uh, this is you know, we're teachers, so we like to do finish the sentences when it comes down to uh, problem Sada solving. Sada also a teacher? Uh, no. Well, Sada is a social worker. Uh, I have a background in teaching, too, so. Oh, okay. There we go. So um, when women are empowered, so finish the sentence. You got to close. I don't think I started off with Ibid yet. All right. When women are empowered. Anything is possible. All right. That's Adidas brand. You know, we're not, Adidas is not a sponsor, so you're like, <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, anything is possible. The sky's the limit. Um, I feel like for years, for years, and I've seen so many girls um, with so much potential not, you know, be able to share with the world or, or make a difference because of, you know, norms or, or whatever their family, you know, decisions are. And I'm not, not to knock anybody's decisions, but there's so much that women know and can do and can change. And honestly, I feel like we're just holding ourselves back and, you know, empowering women. Anything is possible. The sky's the limit. I did have it written down, though. When women are empowered. <laughs> go ahead, Sada. Your turn. I love the Abedanza. Abedanza is great, yeah, too. Yeah, very good. I'm going to kind of touch on that. It's a quick one. When women are empowered, we are producing a new way of life to live where men and women are not looked at at their gender, but what they bring on the table. Why she changed her voice though? That's what I <laughs> want to know. Why did her voice change? We were we were just good. Like, we were good like for the whole show. Oh lord! Uh, but you have yeah. to for that for the advertising. We kind of have yeah. To sound and a little I was different. reading something. I'm right. little, you know what I mean? Okay, but no, that's a great answer <laughs> as well. Sound even sweeter. Mali, when women are empowered, communities thrive. We all win. I love that. 100%. You know, uh, my answer: uh, when women are empowered, the world will be a better place. All right. I honestly sweeter place. I, sweeter place. Like honestly, I, I, I've told every single woman that is, you know, them. You know, I've told a lot of them that, you know, it's been. It's, I feel like it's like a, a secret weapon. Seriously, empowering women, um, especially like now me getting to know like a lot of the Yemeni women who are doing things in the community, who are active and who are out there, leader leaders in their own way. Um, it, you know, they. Alhamdulillah for everything, right? I honestly, like, I don't even know if the show would be here if it wasn't for Yemen. Literally, you know, we have Yemeni women on the show as even as as, as co-hosts. So, it's like, I think people don't know like the 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 awesomeness that comes with getting to know women just in general and and seeing the things that they bring to the table. And you realize, like, as a guy, like, man, like, they could bring everything that I bring to the table, maybe even more. You know, but pro- most of the times it is more. And and honestly, so it's like. You know, I feel like the world would just be a lot better place in terms of just with all the chaos and stuff. But um, I, I really do feel like it's like a secret weapon that I, I feel like me being able to get to know a lot of these women. And it has helped a lot with the show, you know, from, from getting guests, you know, just thinking about some of the people. You know, I don't even know if they want me to give them a shout out. But like a lot of the guests that we've gotten on the show had to do with women. 
um, coming on or getting people to come on. And so shout out to all the women, honestly. And I really do feel like the world will be a better place um, with when you empower a woman. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's important because, you know, we're it's 2022. You know, we should already be there. But I think that we're getting there, inshallah. And, and I think that, you know, with the right education, you know, like my wife mentioned, um, I, I, I believe that, you know, we'll eventually get to where we need to be. Um, you know, hopefully, majority of us will get there, right? So with that said, uh, advice time. What advice would you give, you know, someone out there, if there are women who are listening and you want to empower them, you know, you want to let them know like, hey, uh, you know, this is how you should address every day. This is how you should address every situation. Any advice you'd want to give out there for women, you know, maybe to help them get through whatever situation that it may be having to overcome. I'm going to start off with you, Maani. Um, be, be comfortable in your own skin and confident too, you know, like the imposter syndrome is real and I see women tend to like manifest it more, right? They have all the skill sets, they have the knowledge, every reason to succeed at the role they're given or whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, they, not that they sabotage themselves, they've just been conditioned to believe that they're not fit for something. So they shy down or back down or end up giving up, you know, and it's like just to to give yourself a chance, right? Surround yourself by people who will support you, uplift you. Um, and, you know, there, it doesn't take away from you being a woman. I know some women are very protective over maintaining their feminine energy. I had a friend that was talking to me about that the other day and I thought it was interesting and then that if they take on too many roles of a certain type they might lose their femininity and she valued this particular friend values that and so I know a lot of women feel the same way they don't want to carry on more masculine energy but you can still lead and you can still be intelligent excuse me and you can be educated and you can be responsible and fulfill all sorts of roles and still be complete in your feminine womanhood if that's something that you value, right? It doesn't mean that you're compromising it just for for having a brain, right? Yeah. So, like, we need to also kind of get over that notion that if you have a voice, if you're vocal, if you're articulate, it automatically means that you're taking away from your value of being a female, right? So they, they don't, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Just because you have one doesn't mean it uh, discounts the other. Yeah. I bet you want to... Um Give out any final advice? Um, don't take no for an answer. Um, even if your family doesn't see eye to eye with your choices or um, things that you want to accomplish, they'll come around. But you have to make sure that you um, know know what you're doing, you're passionate about it. Um, even if it's uncomfortable, like honestly being on here was very uncomfortable at first, but now I feel like it's something that I look forward to. Um, starting my own business was very uncomfortable, but... You know, here I am, you know, it worked out. Like, what I've noticed in the, my past and my life, the things that are uncomfortable to go into, to start, to talk about, are the things that need to be done. So um, don't take no for an answer. Um, you know, talk to your families. Um, be there for your friends. Uh, if your friend wants to um, do anything in life, be their biggest fan. Um, just want for others what you want for yourself, mm. and everything will be okay. How about you, Sada? Um, my favorite advice to give anyone, whether it's a girl or a guy or in whatever situation they're in, is 
do what makes yourself happy. Everyone around you, if they love you and care for you, they will eventually come along and they'll eventually support you. But it is not selfish to put yourself first, especially when you are um, very in tune and want that you know thing for yourself. Um, you got to take the risk and you got to just try. Yeah, my advice is find that person. Uh, find that person that you could talk to, even if it is uh, a guy. It could be your dad. It could be your brother. It could be anybody. Um, find that person that is going to support you because that person, like, is is more important to me than money. It's more important than a, a connect. Like, it's like that person could just be your drive throughout life. Like, anytime you face something, because there are guys out there who, you know, I believe stand up for women and would want to see women in in, in leadership roles and. There are people out there, you know, then they're more than you think. I know you might be attacked, might be in your own house and you feel like you're being attacked, but go out there. Maybe it's a teacher, uh, but talk to them. And, and that one person could be a life changer, I feel like. And find that person. And I know you got to put yourself in a vulnerable situation to, in order to find that person. Uh, but it's okay because it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, hopefully you have that person in your family. Honestly, that's like the best feeling in the world when somebody in your family supports you. But if it's not, you know, like a teacher's to me is a good way of, of going to somebody. I think teachers, you know, all of them kind of have a similar mindset when it comes to this kind of things and this kind of topic. So find that person that you can talk to because to me that person, that those conversations that you have is, is going to be with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding that person for sure is, is to me my advice, especially to the women out there. Um, I want to give advice to parents. Yes. Don't hold your kids back. Don't hold your kids back. Um, if you have a daughter or a son, be their best friend. See what they actually like. Get to know your child. Um, you know, push them to become the best they can be. Uh, mothers, don't hold your daughters back. Don't um, want for them. Want better for them from than yourself. It's not only conditioning them to get married. Um, sit down. Get to know your daughter. Get to know her um, skills, her aspirations, all of that good stuff. Um, at the end of the day, like you guys can be building a whole another legacy for your family, regardless if it's a boy or a girl. Invest in them, put time in it. Um, they're not always trying to do anything just for just for fun or just for whatever. They really want you know to do better for themselves. And I know it's hard sometimes to think that your child might know you know more than you or or whatever, and you think that you might know best. But it's time to just listen. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy he is on top of it. I was about to text you, but I'm glad you're on top of it. Uh, Seriously, can you get one more for this whole conversation today, by the way? I love this conversation. By the way, these guys are great at stopping at the same time. The crowd right now, like they all stopped right at the same time. I think they're amazing right now. They're on top of it. But seriously, I thought this conversation was great. Uh, This is the final word time. Ali, do you want to say final words, any final comments? Yeah, okay, so woman empowerment. Yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, half the world, half society is women, right? If you're holding back half of the world, that's a lot of holding back that you're doing to humanity at large. So if you have that entire half of the world achieving its potential, the highest potential, like the sky's the limit, like Abir mentioned, right? And it's not to say we should hold men back, we should uplift our men just as much support their growth, support their success, right? It's um, the team effort on both sides. And if we stop holding each other back, then it's, you know, it's no telling how far we can all go. And I'm going to put this on record, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully my actions will show it. 
if I'm ever in a situation where I can I'll put this in a situation, but uh, honestly, if I was in a position where I can put a leader in a building, I would pick a woman over a man. Why? Because women can handle certain situations, I believe, better than the majority. I don't want to say, because I guess we're just knocking on all the whole majority. Majority of the women I feel like can handle a certain situation and specifically leadership roles, I think, um, better than men. You know, I'm thinking like right now, like being a principal of a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a woman can do a lot better job uh, with, you know, just the way that they're, you know, wired. wired you know what I'm saying? Multitasking. Multitasking. Emotional intelligence. Yeah, I was going to say, um, women can juggle so much. Yeah. I know many single moms that can have their own home, that can take care of their children, that can go to work. Side business. do it all. And, and I can't say the same for a man. Listen, I think I do a good job. Honestly, like of being like a father, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think my wife, like, uh, you know, people might say, like, you know, you do this, you do that. Honestly, like, it's because of her. You know, it's because of how she holds things down. You know, stuff that I can't do. You know, like, if it was, you know, if our roles were switched and she was doing all this stuff, and I have to watch the kids 24/7, like, I know it would be, it would not be easy. You know, I'll, I'll do my best to do what I got to do. You know, but it would not be easy, and she makes it look easy. So it's like. Um, honestly, there's yeah. some reality to the way that we're wired is slightly different. And there's like yeah. scientific research behind it that like there's a show called Brain Games. Um, it used to be on Netflix. I remember I watched an episode about gender roles. And it was interesting because they gave them these different activities. And so like the men and women had to compete. So when it came to things involving spatial awareness, um, for example, one activity was they had to load the trunk of a car within like under a minute. And they gave them a whole like a uh, pile of things. You should look up the episode. It's really interesting to watch a whole pile of things. And then they had the men do it, the women do it. And it was like, I don't know, four to six people on each team. The men won hands down every single um, round. Wow. So subhanAllah, the way that like they're wired is that when it comes to spatial awareness, I don't know. And they talked about the biology of it in, in the episode is that men just have this way of they, they look at something and they can just kind of like so geometrically. Yeah. And they loaded up the trunk and closed it. Well, the women kind of didn't, they weren't able to get everything in and close it. So that was one. There was another one, I think, another, like, test they did about, like, um, like directions. I use my GPS everywhere. Uh, everywhere. I'm like, I can't. I'm totally exhausting. I used to go to Madonna three times a week. It took me a year to finally turn off my navigation. Well, like, <laughs> most of the men in my life that I know are like, why? Like, yeah. I've already driven there once or twice. I'm like, okay. And they like to rely on their, I guess, exercises something in the brain, the, the male mind that's there. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure it's not everyone. You have exceptions. But generally speaking, yeah. I think uh, there were also studies about that, that men have certain, when it comes to navigation, the way their mind is wired is slightly different. So there are strengths and weaknesses that, you know, may be influenced by the way we're wired. So it's, you know, I'm not in denial of that. None of us are in denial of that. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things that, you know, you might have women who are stronger or more skilled at doing, and we shouldn't hold them back just because she's a female. I think that's kind of what we're trying to get at. Biggest fan of Oz Media said, I disagree with women being the best <laughs> leaders. I believe it's both, and one gender may succeed more at a different role. So I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, sure. no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you're talking about I'm talking about myself. Yeah. I'm, about, I'm talking about myself. Like, personally, I would personally go that route because that's just me. Um, but... With that said, final words, Sada and Abby, do you guys got any final words, final comments, uh, any final things you want to mention? I love what you're doing, and I hope 
all success goes to you. Am I am I speaking so loud? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta talk loud. You gotta talk louder than that. But no, I appreciate what you're doing, and I hope. Well, we I love time traveling, but obviously it's still near and dear in my heart. But. Inshallah, everything works out. Thank you. Inshallah. Ma'ali, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, another awesome conversation. Did you want to say anything, by the way, final word? Yeah, thank you for bringing this, um, like, coming up with the conversation. conversation. Yeah, this was a nice one. This is very important. Like, even our last topic was amazing, too. I don't yeah. remember what it was. So, I remember we ta- always toxicity. Yeah, because we couldn't we say that word. We always remember yeah. that. <laughs> no, it was great. Still not going to say it. And you're so knowledgeable about it, too. So thank that you. makes it even Yeah. Spicier yeah. in a way. For sure. <laughs> is there is there one more? I, I think there, you do have one more sister. We gotta get her on, you know, because we had. Oh yeah, lot. she's working in Hamtramck Public Schools. Yeah. On the administrative level, so if you guys had an education episode, oh, you guys are educators, would be yes. perfect. Yeah, inshallah. Um, again, uh, thank you to the sponsors. We appreciate all of them: Hanley, Kawa uh, House, Beast Adhesives, and Balkan uh, House Restaurant. Also. Make sure you subscribe Oz Media 313's YouTube page. You know, watch it later, or you can listen to it later. Apple, Spotify, podcast under Oz Media. Follow us on Facebook, Motivate Me 313. Instagram, Motivate Me 313. Um, again, thank you guys for watching. Share it, share it. You know, you thought this conversation was great. Share it. I hope other people can enjoy it. Inshallah. And looking forward to uh, next week's topic we'll have uh, Najat's on here and she, oh. the topic is going to be another one so Najat Nash- yeah oh, cool. yeah so it's going to be another another one that What's you guys uh, I would love to read the title of it and tell you maybe I could tell you like it's on my phone okay. um, I don't want to mess up and say the wrong title but it's going to be a great I'm telling you like I already know it's, it's, and I could tell she's going to dig deep into it as well so yeah. get ready for that one uh, thank you all for watching um Feel free to, again, uh, share it, and we'll see you all next week.